Welcome to Ask the Expert, an award-winning daily series from 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. to help small businesses. Ask any questions or comments or use the hashtag QBATE on Twitter. If you need more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. Accountants and business experts are on hand 24-7. During the live session, we'll be running a poll, so please do engage with it and I'll reveal the results at the end. So let me introduce myself. My name is Michelle Flynn. I'm a certified health coach and founder of Michelle Flynn Coaching. So what is a health coach? Fundamentally, it's my job to stop people getting sick in the first place. We have an amazing NHS system that help people when they're already ill, but I'd really like to prevent people actually needing to use that system. And yes, I talk to people about food and I talk to them about nutrition, but fundamentally everything in our life is completely connected. So if we are struggling at work, that's going to impact maybe the food choices that we make. Or if we're really stressed, then we might not be sleeping, which will mean we might not exercise. So it's like the fact that everything in our body is completely interlinked and we need to make sure that there's a balance. So I really help people learn to live again. And the reason I became a health coach was through my own personal journey. Six years ago, I woke, I woke up one morning and I thought I was having a heart attack. Fortunately, it wasn't that, but what it led to was a period of three years where I just kept getting sick all the time. I was exhausted, I was gaining weight, and all of this for no apparent reason. And then I was found collapsed again, and I thought, you know what, I need to do something about this. So I started working with a health coach. I thought she would talk to me about fats, carbs, and proteins, but she didn't. She talked to me about stress how stress impacts the body, how our chemicals, our hormones get impacted when stress kicks in, our adrenaline and our cortisol increase, which can lead to chronic disease, it can lead to exhaustion, it can lead to memory loss, and so many other things. So by me making small changes to my own life, fingers crossed, I haven't been sick since, I don't get exhausted anymore, and I've managed to lose weight without having to count calories. So I decided to train to become a health coach and now I work with people both one-to-one -one and with businesses doing corporate talks and employee assistance programs. But I thought I'd also share with you a little bit about what my clients are experiencing at the moment with lockdown and with COVID as a whole. Because so many people are finding things really difficult. I know I am personally, particularly lockdown too. It's a lot different when it's cold and it's dark and it's miserable out. So we can't be getting outside as much as we used to, which means we're not getting the vitamin D, which can be kind of one of our happy hormones. People are telling me that they're struggling to sleep at the moment, whether that's getting to sleep or whether that's staying asleep. People are finding things extra stressful. There's a lot of challenges, obviously, with work for people running businesses, for people who have been furloughed, for people who sadly may have been made redundant. Times are very, very difficult. And the most important thing is it is really good to talk to someone, whether that's your friends, whether that's your family, whether that's a professional, there's help out there for you to talk to someone, to get some stuff off your chest, and then maybe to get some practical tips that can actually help you get a better night's sleep or reduce your stress. Or maybe it's about eating some more vegetables or taking a walk every day. They don't have to be major changes. They can be small, but small can be really significant. But what I wanna do is whilst we're collating all your questions, I actually want to start with a little breathing exercise. Because for me, breathing is fundamental. Not only is it the thing that obviously keeps us alive, but it helps us reduce our stress. 
which helps us sleep better, which helps us have more energy the next day and more clarity of thought, all through the power of breathing. So what I'm going to get you to focus on is when it comes to breathing, we really want you breathing in and out of your nose. Your nose is for breathing, your mouth is for talking and eating. Your mouth didn't, isn't even part of your respiratory system. So your nose has got magic functions to it that does things to the air to prepare it to enter our body to do the wonders that it can do. So what I want you to do is I want you to close your mouth and focus on breathing in and out of your nose. I want you to sit up nice and straight. If you're sat on a chair, put your feet flat on the floor. If you're sat on the sofa or on the floor or on a bed, then cross your legs however you're comfortable. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to relax. You don't need to be looking at me now. You can close your eyes. And I'm just going to count you through some simple breathing. You just follow my voice. But relax your shoulders. Try and let some of that tension go. Maybe sort of relax your face a little bit. Maybe take a few little swallows. Maybe you just want to move your tongue around your mouth to help your face relax. We're going to breathe in for four. We're going to breathe out for four. We're going to keep it really simple. And we're going to breathe together for about a minute. So I've got my eyes closed, so I hope you've got them closed too. Here we go. Breathe in for four, three, two, one. Breathe out for four, three, two, one. Breathe in for four, three, two, one. Breathe out for four, three, two, one, breathe in for four, three, two, one, breathe out for four, three, two, one, slowing it down to five, four, three, two, one, out for five, four, three, two, one, in for five, four, Three, two, one, out for five, four, three, two, one. And just relax. Just return to your natural breath. Move your fingers and your toes and open your eyes. Now, what I'm hoping from there is that you just feel yourself feel a little bit relaxed. Maybe you felt your shoulders relax a little bit. Maybe it's a case that you feel that there's been a little bit of a weight lifted. What you've physically done there is you've changed the chemistry of your body. This is not woo-woo, this is all science. Oxygen in, carbon dioxide out. Our bodies are like a mass chemistry experiment where we've got all little test tubes and the chemicals which are our hormones are trying to be balanced all of the time. And that's what you're doing. You're taking the oxygen advantage by bringing your oxygen deep into your lungs, which is where all the magic happens. So when you are feeling a little bit stressed throughout the day, just remember to go to your breath. Maybe every time you make a cup of tea, maybe that's when you do it. Maybe it's a case that at that point you actually go, the kettle's going to boil for a minute. I'm going to just close my eyes and do some conscious breathing. Maybe it's when you're out and about for a walk and you're stopping at the traffic lights. The thing with habits is what you want to do is you want to attach them to habits you've already got. We don't need to be told to brush our teeth. Well, maybe sometimes now we're all at home, but in theory, we all brush our teeth every day because it's a habit that we've got. 
So with that, attach it to that habit. So you don't have to think about when am I going to find some time to do some conscious breathing. There's lots of apps out there. There's Calm, there's Headspace, there's Insight Timer. So use the tools that are available. There's free stuff out there on YouTube and on Spotify. So it doesn't have to be something that's expensive. But it can be as simple as breathing in for four, breathing out for four. It's something that I do with all of my clients when they're feeling stressed, when they're not sleeping. And actually improving your, um, your breathing can actually even improve your sports performance by up to 15%. So that's worth giving a go for any of you on here that like to go running or into some exercise. So I'm really looking forward to answering your questions today. As I said, my name's Michelle Flynn. I'm a health coach. And for me, it's about looking at all parts of our lives because everything is interlinked. But start with one. Don't start trying to fix everything all at once because we're just going to be overwhelmed and not do anything. So pick one area of your life that there's a bit of an imbalance. That might be your social connections. It might be your sleep. It might be your home environment. It might be your daily routine. But don't try and solve it all. Pick one. Maybe today, just drink some more water. Maybe it's a case of adding a vegetable to each meal. Maybe you're going to put your running shoes on and go and try couch to 5K, whatever it might be. Start simple, build those habits, and I promise you, you will notice the difference. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start answering your questions now, and I'm going to start with Tanya from Twitter. Her message to me is, hi, Michelle, I've been very lucky to keep my job, even though our company has not been doing very well. I'm grateful for my job every day, but I'm struggling with focus and concentration. How can I get my mojo back? Well, thank you very much, Tanya, for your message. A lot of people are struggling with exactly the same. I actually have written a talk specifically on how to get your mojo back because this is something that is very common. And when it comes to mojo, it's kind of understanding what your why is, understanding your purpose. So why is it that you get up every day? Why is it that you go and you do your job? Is it that actually the job that you do is there for, because you want to be promoted? You want to work your, your way up the ladder to a certain level within your company? Is it that you're doing it for financial reasons because maybe there's something that you want to be saving for at the moment? There's a story about John F. Kennedy and a janitor. And when John F. Kennedy went to visit NASA, he met the janitor and he said to the janitor, what do you do for NASA? And we all think that he would have said, well, I'm cleaning the floors. He didn't. He said, I'm helping put man on the moon. So on a Monday morning, when this chap didn't want to get up and clean floors again, he did because he felt like he was part of something bigger. So firstly, I would say, Tanya, have a look at maybe what your why is. There's a great book by Simon Sinek called Start With Why. But sometimes to get our mojo back, we need to basically get our blood pumping. So turn the music up loud. Put your favorite piece of music on. Maybe it's Happy by Pharrell. And have a dance around your lounge because once your blood is pumping, you get the oxygen to the brain. We start to get more clarity of thought. And sometimes those days that feel a little bit hard can feel a little bit easier. Next question is from Benita on Twitter, direct message. What advice do you give to people who are anxious and stressed about their financial condition? Can things like meditation and exercise help? 100% they can help. Firstly, with exercise, yes, it's fantastic. I just mentioned there to Tanya about getting that blood pumping. 
So when we are exercising, not only is the blood flowing through our body and the oxygen is flowing through our body, but we're also releasing our happy hormones. So from that point of view, everyone feels better after doing some exercise. And there's no right or wrong, I will say, when it comes to exercise. This doesn't have to be high-intensity exercise or running marathons. It can be as simple as going for a walk. And with meditation, it is one of my favorite things and one of the most transformational. Just for my little breathwork exercise at the beginning there, that was a minute. If you do that throughout the day or when you wake up first thing in the morning, maybe spend five minutes just conscious breathing. Or maybe put on some lovely relaxing music or maybe put on the sound of the waves, whatever works for you. But just slow your breathing down because with anxiety, what happens is the prefrontal cortex of our brain, which is at the front of our brain, which is where we make decisions, which at the moment, obviously, you're having to make decisions around your financial situation. When you're anxious, that part of your brain switches off. So decisions that maybe before you would have found easy to make, suddenly you can't make them because that part of your brain is literally made you go out of your mind. And by doing meditation or breath work or mindfulness or anything that slows your breathing down, it switches that part of your brain back on. And suddenly you might find that you're able to make some decisions that will help you with your condition. And it will help you feel really relaxed and help you get some sleep, which may also be being affected by the stresses you have at the moment. So next question, Bruno from Instagram, how can I make sure I get into a deep sleep? Okay, so we have got four levels of consciousness, Bruno. We've got wide awake and we've got deep sleep and we've got the two in between. By doing breath work and meditation, there's a little running theme going on here. It brings you down to here. So we're getting you down to that deeper level. So if you do this before you go to bed, it will relax you. It will take you down into a deeper state of relaxation and stress relief, which will help you get to that deep sleep, which means that when we get deeper with our sleep, our body is physically restoring and recovering from the day. Sleep is completely critical. It's our body's life support system. So the fact you've asked about sleep is fantastic that you're bringing some focus to it. There's lots of sleep stories out there on YouTube or on the different meditation apps that you can use. Or as I said, just simple, breathe in, breathe out, whatever works for you before bed to help you relax. I'd also say when it comes to sleep, put the screens away because when we're on those bright screens, our eyes see that and they see it as daylight, which they think it is time for us to be awake. So maybe get into bed, put the phone away, pick up a book, read a few pages, do five, 10, 15 minutes of breathing, and hopefully that will help you get to sleep. Next questions from Victoria Facebook. I'm working more than ever, but I find myself less productive at the same time. Where do I begin? I don't even know what's wrong. Victoria, is this just so true at the moment? We are all so busy. We are working so hard. I was talking about this this morning that in between my coaching sessions, I used to travel to different clients and now I'm doing it at home. So it's back to back. And when it comes to productivity, it's about bringing focus. There's a technique called the Pomodoro technique. And what you do is you pick a task that you need to do and you do it for 25 minutes. So set a little alarm for yourself on your phone and for 25 minutes, you do nothing else apart from that one task. So no checking social media, no nipping to make a cup of tea, no phoning your friends, just that one task. 
At the end of 25 minutes, have yourself a little five minute break. Check what's going on on social media, make the cup of tea, whatever it might be. Come back next 25 minutes, next task. Do that for another 25 minutes and then another five minute break. And then at the end of four rounds of that, give yourself a little bit longer of a break. But we allow ourselves to be distracted. So even though we think that we are focused and we think that we are working harder because we're sat at our desks and we're staring at our screens. Obviously, Victoria, I don't know what job that you do, but um, whatever job that it is, we tend to sort of think we're working hard, but actually we might not be working as much. And also, as I mentioned previously about anxiety and that logic part of our brain switching off, it might be that by taking a few deep breaths in your five minutes, when you come back to what your task is next, your brain is ready to go again. I hope that's helped. Viola from Twitter. Good morning. My business has been slow and I've had to furlough some of my employees. Any advice on how I can help take care of their anxiety as they start coming back to work? This has been a tough thing. Lots of people have thought, oh, furlough would be lovely, wouldn't it? But actually, furlough can be really hard for some people particularly returning back to work when they've created new routines at home. Maybe at home they've actually been finding time to do some exercise that they wouldn't have been doing before or cook some better meals. So what I would ask, and obviously again, Viola, I'm not sure what business you're in and, and what is possible, but for some flexibility. So if people have found that exercise has really been helping them with anxiety whilst they've been off, maybe find time in their working day to allow them to exercise. Maybe it's something that actually between one and two, there's no meetings allowed. So everyone is encouraged to get outside. Maybe we say when you're having a one-to-one -one with someone, don't do it on Zoom, don't do it on technology, which I know is ironic because I'm talking to you on technology, but pick the phone up. I had a client the other day and I sent the invite and I said, Michelle, will phone you. And when I phoned them, they were so excited and they apologized for the noise because they'd gone out for a walk. And we spoke for an hour while she walked. So where possible, give your people the opportunity to have a bit of flexibility. Now, I know that might not always be possible depending on the businesses that you're in, um, but see if there is some way that you can ease them into it slowly. Next one is from Cameron from Facebook Messenger. Hi, Michelle, I've not been able to get more than four to five hours of sleep. I exercise and have stopped drinking coffee, still no improvement. Is there something I can do? Um, my first thing I would say that you mentioned the coffee, which is brilliant, is there is also caffeine in other things. There's caffeine in tea, green tea, chocolate, energy drinks. So if there's anything with caffeine that you're having, just don't have it after 11 o'clock in the morning. Alcohol can also be a challenge when it comes to sleep. Um, it's a sedative rather than a sleep aid. So if there's a, I know certainly a lot of people drinking a lot more during lockdown when we're at home, if that's something you're doing. Um, the other thing I would say is preparing yourself for sleep. I mentioned earlier, getting off the screens before you go to bed. Make sure your room is nice and dark. Make sure it's quiet. Make sure you've got a comfy bed. Think about when you go on holiday and you walk into the hotel room and you know you're going to sleep well because there isn't a pile of ironing in the corner because that room is a haven for sleep. So give yourself the best opportunity. You can use lavender oils. They're also really good for helping relax, as is chamomile tea. But again, I would be coming back to the breath. And I would suggest that what's happening is when you're getting that shorter amount of sleep, it could potentially be stress-related. Um, it could also be a snoring partner. Um, but let's assume that it's stress-related. 
And the thing with slowing the breathing down reduces the stress. There's another technique that's actually used by the Navy SEALs. It's called tactical breathing, also known as box breathing. And what they do very simply is they breathe in for a count of four. They hold their breath in for a count of four. They breathe out for a count of four. They hold their breath out for a count of four. And then they repeat four, 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 four. Try that before sleep, because what you'll also find is where your mind is focusing on the box and focusing on not losing count, you may be a little bit less likely to be thinking about the things that are stressing you out the day. The other little tip before I go, Cameron, is write things down. Before you go to bed, get a pen and a piece of paper and do a little bit of a brain dump. What are the things that are bothering you? What's on your to-do list for tomorrow? Get it all out of your head so that when you are actually going to sleep, your body can take it as a chance to really rest. Trevor from Instagram. I've been leading a very unhealthy lifestyle since the first lockdown. I know I should change and take measures to rectify my lifestyle. However, I just can't seem to take the first step. Do you have any tips to trick my mind to start? I absolutely do, Trevor. I actually have a tool called the Learn to Live tool. Um, what I will do is if you go onto any of my different social medias, or it's also on my website, um, it's a circle and there are 20 parts of our lives that are in that circle. We've got the practical, we've got health, we've got connection, and we've got ourself. And um, within that, it divides into 20 categories. And what I would say, or have a look at that tool and go, which is the one that firstly, I'm struggling with the most? Pick one whether that's sleep, whether that is work, whether that is values. And then go, that's where I'm going to bring my focus. Because what happens when we're leading an unhealthy lifestyle, it can be so overwhelming because we might not be eating properly, we might not be exercising, we might be drinking too much, we might not be sleeping. It suddenly feels like everything is happening. Whereas what you'll find is if you just start with one of those areas, it all starts to interlink with the others. So maybe for you, it might be exercise. And actually, if you get out and you do a little bit of walking, you might then make some smarter food choices. You also then might sleep better because you've done some exercise. So what I would say is just start with one and find an accountability buddy. My best advice for anyone who wants to be healthy is attach yourself to the healthiest person that you know. Follow them everywhere. Eat what they eat. Do the exercise that they do. But don't put the pressure on yourself. Life is hard enough at the moment. So just start small. Start with one thing. Scotty from Facebook Messenger. I know sharing helps reduce stress and anxiety, but I'm afraid of doing so. I don't want my friends and family to worry about me as they have their own life to deal with. Are there any alternatives or should I seek professional help right away? Absolutely, Scotty. I completely appreciate that. I actually have my own coach for exactly that reason, is that everyone's got enough going on. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk to our friends and family because, of course, they will care and they'll want to know if you're finding life hard. So from that point of view, do try and talk to them. But otherwise, there's a lot of professional help out there. There's coaches like myself. There are counsellors. There are therapists. There are things that are available through the NHS or there are private options. What I'd also say is I don't know where you live, Scotty, or I don't know whether you like running, but there's a group called Run, Talk, Run. If you Google it, you'll find their website and it's a support group. We all get together. There's about 100 of these across England. I'm a member of the Brighton and Hove one. 
And every Tuesday night, a group of us all meet up. Anyone is welcome. You don't have to be a runner. They've actually just started a walk, talk, walk. And we all get together and we just talk and we share ideas and we talk about the things that are bothering us. And there is no judgment. It's completely safe. It's confidential. And it's a great way to make new friends. I did it last night and there was a blind runner there and he had his running guide with him. And it was so precious just to watch this trust between these two people. So check out Run Talk Run. But if you don't feel like you want to talk to your friends and your family, do get some help because it really is good to talk. Okay, RuPaul from Instagram, how can we build up mental resilience? The way we've got to think about it and the way that I see it is our mind and our brains are the same thing. People often differentiate between it. And um, with physical health, we know what to do. With physical health, we should eat better and we should exercise, but we often don't know what we should do with mental health. But we want to think about how we keep our brain healthy. So a lot of the similarities that go with that around physical well-being, about eating more vegetables, about doing some exercise, about getting some great sleep, about doing the breath work. And also when it comes to mental resilience, gratitude practice is a fantastic tool. Positive thinking creates positive feelings, creates positive actions. And I know this sounds really hard, but if you tell yourself every day you're going to have a good day somehow, there's a part of your brain called the RAS. It's a lot longer, but that's the shortened version. And when you tell yourself you're going to have a good day, your brain spends the whole day hunting out ways to have a good day. And if you don't believe me, think about if you've ever maybe wanted to buy a red car. What happens then? All you see is red cars everywhere because your brain is hunting them out. So practice gratitude. In the morning, what three things are you grateful for? And at the end of the day, what are the three things? Give that a try. Okay, so our last question here is from Uzar on Facebook. My question is regarding the practice of gratitude journal. You obviously just read my mind there. I started pretty well and I used to be in good spirits. However, I find myself repeating the same things and stop journaling altogether. What was I doing wrong? You weren't doing anything wrong. We all have good days and bad days and sometimes we don't want to do the things that we always want to do. Take the pressure off yourself. And maybe rather than creating a specific journal, just a piece of paper. Just whatever's on your mind, don't make it about gratitude. Maybe sometimes you just want to have a little rant about what's going on with the world. Sometimes it will be about some positive stuff. Sometimes it'll be about your to-do list. So just kind of take that pressure off yourself. There's no right or wrong when it comes to journaling. Just pick up that pen. Okay, so I'm going to now share with you the poll results. Drum roll. The poll was, does your business have a well-being program? 100% of people said no. To be honest, I'm quite speechless by that. Um, that is just, it's so hard, isn't it? Because I understand that people are being careful of budgets at the moment, and that is difficult. But well-being doesn't have to be expensive. There's so much free stuff out there. Um, I, to be honest, I'm a little bit stunned by that. And I know for anyone on here, if you're a business leader and you haven't got one, it might be that you just don't know where to start. If that's the case, do get in touch with me because I can give you some directions with where to start. I know there's an amazing free training course to help people around mental health. There's lots of free tools that are available. So if you are sitting there going, I want one, but I don't know where to start, then please just get in touch with me because 
next time I do this and we ask that question again, I'd really like that answer to be 100% says yes, because fundamentally as a business, if our staff are not happy and healthy, that is going to impact productivity. That's going to impact sickness level. That's going to impact staff churn. And fundamentally, if you're a business, if you want to make more money, if you want to win awards, or it's just that you care about your people, then we should be looking after their well-being. So thank you all for tuning in today. If you have any questions, then please get in touch with the QuickBooks support team, or you can contact myself on my website, www.michelleflynncoaching.com. Coming up on Ask the Expert tomorrow is Eva. She is a digital accountant and trainer for GMCG Chartered Accountants. Eva has transitioned businesses across a range of sectors to the QuickBooks Cloud platform and is an expert on how businesses can make the most of the data that is at their fingertips. A reminder that if you need any more advice, join the official Intuit QuickBooks SMB community group on Facebook. There are accountants and business experts on hand 24-7. I've really enjoyed answering your questions today. I could have carried on chatting all morning. Please do get in touch with me if you have anything else that you want to know and have a great day.